worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. It's John Bozica, 10 until noon, Monday through Friday. Here on 1480 WHBC. I thought that I was gay. John Bozica, 1480 WHBC. Welcome back into the program here. We're going to go to the phone line here and uh, bring in our first guest of the morning, and that is Jim Adams, Canton City Health Commissioner. Jim, how are you today, sir? Good morning, John. Good morning. How are you on this warm, sunny summer day? I am good, and it is indeed warm out there. Um, Maybe we'll even talk about that this morning, too, because I know that there's a a lot of reasons to be concerned about going out in the heat today. But one of the things I wanted to talk to you about this morning is obviously where we're at with COVID right now. And I wanted to start first with a topic of discussion I was having before we even got you on air, which was about how much life has changed in the last year. Um, I want you to take me back a year, Jim, and tell me what life was like for you then and, and how those things have changed now going into this year. Well, certainly pre-pandemic, I think we had some concern that there was uh, going to be a significant event, you know, around respiratory disease, you know, at the beginning of the year when we finally got our first cases, you know, things quickly um, became one where we had to wear face coverings and we, you know, stopped stopped gathering in large crowds. And, you know, that that caused um, a lot of concern, a lot of uh a lot of questions about how to best manage that. And it took people, it took me personally, and I'm sure other people, a little bit of time to just figure out what was acceptable and what was not acceptable. And uh, after we got used to that, then we uh, had gone through really a year of these new social norms about how to handle ourselves around other people. Of course, now that uh, a lot of the pandemic restrictions have been lifted, you know, we feel like we're coming back to a little bit of normal. But, you know, my own personal experience is that I'm a little slow about doing that. And uh, when I see a large crowd, when I see a large crowd inside, you know, it makes me a little nervous. I want to make sure that I'm doing what I can do to help protect myself and protect other people. And I, I think for most of us, it just has created a, a, you know, a new way that we think about and react to uh, groups of people. Well, and and I I just think that like in the last year, like we've gone through this this process of seeing that you know we shouldn't always take things for granted, and um, I think a lot of people have maybe struggled with that a bit, and they've struggled with the idea that you know we're doing this as just a temporary thing. Um, what have what have you done to make sure that it was just a temporary thing, and how have you how did you keep yourself sane through all of that, Jim? Because I mean, you worked with it every day, so how did you do that? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I am myself personally. I'm a very. I'm usually a very positive person. I tend to my glass tends to be half full rather than half empty. So I'm, you know, I'm very optimistic. And you know, knowing what I know about public health, I knew I knew that the activities that we were doing made a difference. And I think that helped me get through the tough parts. 
where, you know, you couldn't see your grandchildren. It's been almost a year and a half since I've seen my own grandchildren. Uh, you know, it helped me get through those times knowing that that part was only temporary and that we would soon be able to develop, you know, other prevention activities for COVID that did not require uh, us just staying apart. Yeah. Jim Adams, my guest this morning, Canton City Health Commissioner. Jim, um, vaccination rates, tell me how we're doing here in Stark County. Well, in Ohio and Stark County, our overall vaccination rate is just a little less than 50%. Uh, the number of new people getting vaccinated every day is, you know, around 100 or 200 in Stark County. So, you know, those numbers we wish were much, much higher than that. Uh, we want people to feel comfortable getting vaccinated and make that decision, you know, based upon good, solid information. And, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit of time for people to, you know, get the information they need to make that decision to get vaccinated. But vaccination is one of those one of those interventions that is basically a miracle and it has allowed us to open up sooner, much sooner than what we would have been able to do if we did not have people vaccinated. And so you know, it's a key element of our, you know, getting back to so-called normal. What's the biggest thing you're telling people now that aren't getting vaccinated? If someone calls you and they say, Jim, I, I just, I don't feel comfortable getting vaccinated. What do you tell them? Well, the question is, you know, why, what makes you uncomfortable? And in many cases, people are uncomfortable because they don't understand about how the vaccine was developed. Uh, there's some concern about, for example, the speed of the vaccine or some of the safety. So, I just review with them, you know, the, the actual science that has gone behind these approvals and the safety uh, mechanisms that are in place for vaccine safety and uh, talk a little bit about the risks and the benefits of vaccination and then just help people make a decision for themselves. What have been those holdups, though, that, that people have presented you with that are like, this is why I don't feel like doing it? What are those holdups typically? Well, I think there still is a very persistent, and it's it's not the majority of people, but there are still very persistent misunderstandings and, frankly, misinformation about about vaccines. Uh, we know, for example, that vaccines uh, do not cause sterility. You know, they don't have any effect upon the reproductive rates of, of folks. Uh, vaccines are very safe. They're not without some risks, but the benefits of being vaccinated far outweighs any of the risks that occur. And, uh, you know, I just think that there's this persistent, you know, belief in in um, in some of the conspiracy theories about, you know, how the vaccine is developed and where it comes from that are just frankly not true. And, you know, those are kind of hard to get through, get by with some people. What do you think has caused that, Jim? I mean, what you know, without maybe being I don't want to say political on this, but without being political, what do you think has caused that? And why do you think we've had that as such a strong, strong thing when it comes to, you know, this this virus? Well, I think it goes beyond the, this virus. I think there has been a over the over the last few years, there's been the steady increase of the lack of trust in scientific information. And, you know, we I have found that uh, P, some some groups of people are much more readily uh, willing to accept, frankly, outlandish theories that have no basis in scientific fact as truth. And whereas, you know, uh, if you follow the scientific method, you have a way to to really try to get to the underlying truth in a very uh, open and a very transparent way. 
I think social media plays a lot into that. We tend to look at social media as fact, and it's very, very difficult for most of us to separate out what is fact and fiction on social media. Um, I have seen uh, what looks like scientific articles, and, you know, on its face value, looks like a very legit scientific article, and it's completely false. And so there's this persistent sharing of very, uh, very false narrative, and we readily agree to those. So it, it, that is very dangerous. So as a community and as a group of people that are moving forward that know that a pandemic could happen again, how do we learn from this and how do we make it so that the next time this happens, there isn't this large line of misinformation? Yeah, I think, you know, the principle that we really want to follow is that we need to be very transparent and very upfront with what we know and particularly what we don't know. And, you know, as we as as we experienced at the beginning of this pandemic, you know, we tried to gloss over it a little bit. And even I was guilty of that just uh, to some extent. And we just need to be very, very honest about what we think the risks are, you know, what we know is going on and, what, and more importantly, what we don't know what is going on. And then what are we going to do to try to fill those gaps of information? Jim Adams, Kansas City Health Commissioner, I always appreciate the time, sir. Uh, great conversation today, as always. Uh, and last thing before I let you go, a couple of tips today for people looking to go out in this heat. Yeah, that's a great, that's a good, uh, a good point. We need to watch for heat exhaustion. You know, if you stop sweating, that means you have not drunk enough water and you're getting dehydrated your body temperature can really rapidly rise and it can cause a very serious condition. So please, you know, if you can, stay out of the heat as much as possible. Uh, Drink plenty, plenty of water, plenty of fluids, Uh, not sweetened beverages, uh, not cold beer, you know, plenty of water. Uh, If you can stay in the shade with the breeze, that's going to be better than just being out in the sun. If you can be in air conditioning even for just a little bit of a time, it'll help your body cope with the heat. So, you know, until we get through this little heat spell, you know, please be very cautious about uh, getting overheated. Dang, I can't go out and drink a six-pack while I'm playing around a golf. That's not a not a good idea. Uh, long, well, make sure you drink a six-pack of water along with it. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Jim, have a good one, sir. All right, John. Have a nice morning. You too. Jim Adams, Kansas City Health Commissioner. There are lots of great stuff.